Hello to you and you, and you and you and you. It's Mel, it's Monty, you're a cat. I am not. Oh my God. Sorry, guys. Again, the vessel's taken over and they wanted you to think that you're a cat. I know why I thought of cat, Mel. Hello oh. to everyone. Welcome to the show. If you are new, I see you at the intro. I can't help it. It's not me. It's, it's something takes over me and I welcome you in song. But Mel. The reason I was thinking cat is because let's just jump straight in today into our loving and loathing. Let's go with your loathing. Oh, my God. Okay. So our Patreon listeners would know, listeners would know this, mm. but I think it was our last episode. You told me something that I didn't know, which mm. was that a cat's penis is mm. serrated. Yeah, now, like a knife. Yeah. Well, I thought, okay. Right. Sure. Anyway. I feel like I say things so often and you're like, bullshit, that's not right. And then you just have to go and Google it. And nothing pleases me more than when I get a text message from you going, you're right. I almost wish I had captured every single one of the you're right texts so I can compile them and go, why do you ever question me? No. And to my credit, I always admit it. You do. You're right. You're totally Mm. right. Mm. Wow. Did I find out some hectic stuff? So I, I wish I could insert a picture right now for you all to see, but if you're interested, Google a cat's penis. Mm. It's like it has almost little spikes on it, right? Mm. Anyway, totally. the mm. whole point is that when it's inserted into the female cat's vagina, mm. the, it's it's got the spikes because there's something in that that triggers like the irritation in the vagina that triggers for the egg to be released. No. How? I mean, can you even believe that? But it is painful for the female, yeah, which I, is why. Yeah, because I told you, yeah, I used to have my cat, PC, Pussycat, very creatively named, would hear her screaming all the time. And then I realised, oh, my God, the cat is technically being raped. I mean, it's my loathing because even in the cat kingdom, I know women are getting like literally shafted. Like, I yes. just yes, I thought the same thing. Like, so the guy just sticks his fucking a razor sharp dick in the poor cat, and to get her egg to release, she's stabbed, and then egg is then like that's not pleasurable. Oh. But also, maybe it's not that pleasurable for the um, male cat too because maybe it gets stuck up there a bit sometimes. But I so vividly mm. remember hearing PC like, ah, like oh. screaming the poor thing. We all know that sound, but I just thought that was, I don't know. I just assumed that was like a, I don't know, a mating, not a mating cry, but I don't know yeah. how it sounded. But now I know I will I know. never hear that the same. I'll go it out and bloody so kick the hectic. shit out of that boy cat. Yeah, you bloody freak boy cat. Yeah, no. Fuck off. Yeah, I want your razor sharp dick in there. Anyway, be careful when you do Google it because it's disgusting. It's the kind of one that makes you want to close your legs. You know when something's so oh. cool like that? Like, it's like a pig's penis. Have you seen a pig's penis? Like a corkscrew. They're no, so haven't. disgusting. It's like a moist, bad word, curly little corkscrew. 
So what would the shape of the pig's giant be if a corks, it's a corkscrew penis? But why is it even? A, you know what? Hold. What I'm going to do is one of our Lucky Dip episodes. Animal penises. Animal, Animal penises. Animal penises. Yep. And Animal penises. Why does a pig have a corkscrew dick? Why is a sharp cat peeny Well, peeny? I mean, are we really scraping the bottom of the barrel if that's going to be an episode? Mate, <laughs> let us know if you're interested. Yeah, let us know. What animal penis would you like us to deep dive into and we'll get onto that straight away for you. Um, all right, so I'm going to go straight into my loving this week. This mm. is really odd for me, right? So I'm feeling really down at the moment. Yeah. Like my little boy's not coping very well. I'm just, my anxiety is through the actual roof. Work is yep. all up in the air. Um for next year and I'm just like I'm hanging on by a thread and I don't know what made me think of it because I'm completely terrible at it but I have a new passion <gasps> painting painting I'm oh. an artist now Mel okay do you see potential in this or it is purely like do you look at what you paint and go I'm actually pretty good or it is purely for the enjoyment of it it's purely for the enjoyment of it. Don't get me wrong. A part of me goes, if I get good at this, maybe this is my next career move. Painting abstract art. I've always looked at abstract art and gone, what horse shit? That's just paint slapped onto a page and there's no meaning to it. Do you know how fucking hard it is? Because you've got mm. to layer that shit. You've got to go with the flow. I do. I was rejected from year 12 art class. That's how bad I am at art. I tried to get into year 12 art and she said, well, do you really want to do it? You've never done, like I'd never been interested in art. Mm. Purely wanted to do it because my buddies were doing it. And she goes, draw me some pictures. And I was like, fuck, I don't know how to draw. I went home that night and I don't even, I drew like some girl pixie looking thing and I showed Stacey on the bus the next day and she was like, what the fuck is this? And she's like, you cannot hand in that. So then I got one of my other girlfriends, Abby, (laughs) to draw something abstract for me to hand into the teacher. And I'm like, here's, this is like leaves and da-da-da-da. And she wouldn't let me into the class because she knew I was that bad at art. But there's something about it, Mel. I Mm. went and I bought paints and I bought a canvas and last night I put on a podcast, which was a really great episode. It's a really old episode of The Imperfects, Hugh Van Kylenberg and Ryan Shelton's podcast mm-hmm. with Ben Crow, talking yeah. about purpose. And honestly, if anyone's having a bit of a tough time at the moment, I wholeheartedly recommend you go and listen to that episode. It's so great. Mm-hmm. And I was painting. I watched the end of the um, Beverly Hills um, Housewives reunion, listened to that podcast, and I just didn't think about um, my worries and I was like, oh, my God, this is so great. It looks like horse shit and I showed the boys this morning. I said, look at this. And they go, where would you get that from? I said, I bought it. Bex goes, that's so ugly, mum. Oh, oh, my God. <laughs> do, you know, do you know what it is? Like I always think to myself, you know, like how good meditation is for you, right? Mm-hmm. I've tried lots of times. I struggle with that. I hate the sitting in silence with my thoughts or yeah, whatever. Yeah. Something like that. I think it doesn't matter how you get it I as agree. long as you can get that time of not thinking that yeah, you're immersed in something. Remarkable. 
I know. And I know it sounds really – I did a pottery course once. Mm. This was a while ago when I was living in Melbourne. And because it was so – like tactile using my hands and everything. I loved it so much because for the two hours I'm like, oh my God, I didn't think about anything that but what was in front of me. Yeah. And I think that's me too, Mel, the same as you. Like I do try and meditate, but when I'm so heightened like this, I find it really even more challenging. Mm. But there's just shit I need to learn. Like I bought these paints and it, none of it's cheap. And then I used it all in one go and I'm like, I don't want to do a fucking course in it, but I think I'm going to have to so then I know what I'm doing. Do you know what's so funny too? I have – you should see my – like I've got drawers in my study that are just filled with craft stuff, right? Mm -hmm. Because Mm -hmm. I love when everything's new, right? So I love when all the coloured pencils are all in order and they're all sharp all and the textures are all in order. The paints, the minute I start using them and there's a bit of crusty around the paint or even with food, brand new yogurt, yum, brand new tub of yogurt. And there's all that hope for that yogurt. Yeah. But then as soon as I'm halfway through, nah, lost interest. It's not new anymore. It's not It's not that new fresh thing. And then that's it. So <sighs> everything is halves around here. Yeah. No, I know what you mean. Oh, don't get me wrong. This will be a flash in the pan as well. But I'm like, if it gets, like when I, when I was losing mum, Mm. I puzzled all the time because it yes. was the same. I just would, couldn't stop puzzling because it would just like finding the pieces to the puzzle and everything stopped my thinking. And I'm like, oh, this is where I am at in my life right now. It feels really challenging. And so the painting is distracting me from that. So it'll be over before I know it. But then I was like to say, imagine I get really good at this and I can like sell this stuff. But then my boy's reaction this morning was like, that's not happening. There is it's no very insightful of you. To be Thank able you. to to know what helps you through is very good. It's oh very my, I good. I could not be bothered doing it either last night. But then when I started, I was like, good on you for doing that. Speaking of half using though, so mm. Brooke, who is one of our great mates who we started show and tell with over mm. 10 years ago now, her husband, James, is really quite, likes things really neat and perfect like mm. that. So she buys a candle. Oh. They have it on display until the wick has been burnt and then he's like has to put it in a cupboard because he can't handle a burnt like a candle that's already been burnt down a bit. Isn't that I, hilarious? I sort of get it though because it doesn't look pretty anymore. It doesn't look anywhere near as pretty. You're right. And then sometimes if your candle gets like the black around the, the glass, you know what I mean, when the smoke part of it blacks out the glass if it's in a clear glass container. Yes. We had a whole room like that growing up. We used to call it the forbidden room. And if you're a wog, you'll totally understand this. Hilarious. It was like a uh, like I guess like a lounge room. We had like a rumpus room where we hung out, but yeah. there was a lounge room that was next door to a dining room. Right. But we were never allowed to sit in there. It was like these, uh, quite a few people have these rooms. I don't know if they exist anymore. Nah, the rumpus no room sounds like a hoot to me, though. We never had a rumpus room. What would you do in the rumpus room? Would you wrestle and stuff? Yeah, rumpus room was like where we hung out, like we would watch TV and all that stuff. Mm. The forbidden room was only when we had visitors, right? And we would sit in there, and Mum was always like fluffing up the couches. It looked like it looked like it was like a preserved. You know, when you go in a, into a display home. That's yeah. what it was like, and and did she go as far as putting um, plastic on the on the couch? No, oh my god, no, 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 no. It was not that level. But the I couch bet it was I, like, was there a display cabinet with the nice bits of china? Yeah. Oh my god, uh, Cristalera. 
It's like What's a that? cabinet that all the crystal is in there. Oh. So it's you can see all the crystal. And I remember every like six months she would take everything out of it and oh. wash it, like wash oh. everything, yes. put it back in. They were like they were used at Christmas, like yeah. special occasions. For a trifle. Is, would, would, it, would you have a trifle at Christmas? No. That's not Italian enough, is it? I vividly remember mum having like a silver teapot and she, she would mm. get out her silver maybe every couple of years and oh, have shit. some ointment that she was rubbing on to clean the silver. I love that shit. What is I, it? I, I think, is it called Brasso? Maybe. You have to get that because they go be brass. That's another thing I love, taking something like old or tarnished and sitting there because it's instant gratification. That's what 100%. it is. 100%. Yeah, it's a before and after. It's the swan. It's like when somebody goes in crook and they get all this plastic surgery and they come out and they're this new perfect version of themselves. It's the before and after. It's addictive. We, sh- we should put ourselves on air tasker. Need your what silver for? polished? Oh, we'll yeah. do it for you. Yes. Oh my God. It's a great idea. Okay, what are you loving at the moment? Oh, my God. You are going to be so into this. I was so okay. excited to tell you. I don't know if you're across it yet. Production has begun on the Millie Vanilli biopic. Biopic? Are you biopic. Me? No, I am not kidding you. The casting <sighs> is brilliant. The two Who? guys they've cast. I'm not sure. They're unknowns. You sort of, okay. I don't think you could have a known. Right. Person, like a well, known actors. Mm, maybe maybe they are known. They're just not known to me. They weren't twins, Millie and Vanilli, were they? No. No, not even related. Right. No. But um, it's called Girl, mm. You Know It's True. <gasps> oh, my God. Can we just insert a little bit now, please? Yes, Let's can. just have a moment to hear. Girl, you know it's true. So when's it coming out? Okay, so look, there's not that many details Mm. around it yet. It's just in development. Um, So according to an article on Pitchfork, it follows, it's basically just going to follow the rise and fall of Millie Vanilli. Amazing. Do you know that that album, Girl, You Know It's True, that came out in 1989, spent 78 weeks in the Billboard charts? No way. That's quite incredible. It's amazing because also back then things like the billboard charts and stuff were huge because you didn't have all of the streaming services. So it's like if it was on, you know, MTV or I don't even know whatever it was, those kind of things were huge. Millie Vanilli though, I have told this story, but in case you haven't heard it before, allow me to share it. I got the Millie Vanilli tape and I loved it so much and I'd put it on my little tape deck and I'd dance in front of my mirror. I would mm. have been nine years old. And then when I found out and remember they showed it on the news that everyone was so outraged that people would take, there was like piles of Milli Vanilli tapes 
um, on the street and they got a like um, a steamroller and rolled over all the tapes. I didn't. I still really enjoyed the music though, but I was like, oh, I guess we're really angry. I went into my room and I punched the cassette tape. <sighs> And I broke the cover and then I panicked. I'd ruined the tape. So I quickly put it in and played it and then blame it on the rain. Yes. And it was still worked. Thank God. Do you know now that you say all this, it sort of makes me think that was probably the first real um, example of cancel culture. Yes. Really? Yeah, you're right. But they did us wrong. They totally lied. Same as Betty Boop. That Mal, Mal, you're shaking your head. They did us wrong. Listen. How many times have you been to a concert and thought, that's not what it really sounds like. That person can't sing. That person's shit. Okay, they did they did wrong, but they were also put in a – there's actually a podcast um, that Rosie Waterland and Jacob Stanley do called Just the Gist. Right. And they do an episode on Millie Vanilli. Mm. And when you listen to the way it all went down, they were really – Quite, they were uncomfortable with the whole thing, but the manager kept saying, no, no, and sort of like bribe, there was lots of bribery going on and all that stuff. So I think it just became such a big web that Bigger they were in. That, yeah. And I mean, ending in, in tragedy for one of them. I mean, imagine that you are on top of the world and then everybody hates you. Yeah. Yeah. It'd be so hectic. Oh, I can't wait for that to come out. Keep us updated. Yes, Keep I us will. updated. Yes. What are you um, hating? Loathing. Oh, well, the, the the shortage of potatoes is getting me down. That's for sure. Oh, I mean, you can keep your plain sand boys and shove them where the sun don't shine. But if you, if I go to order some hot chips somewhere and they say, "Sorry, we're in a tatey shortage," that's when shit's going to get real. Such a versatile vegetable. Look, we're very light-hearted on this, so we do acknowledge that the floods have been very hectic. I don't live far from the Maribyrnong. Last week, it was actually frightening. Yeah. It was oh, frightening. It is when it's, yeah, totally. Yeah, because it was the same up here in New South Wales a while ago. We were yes. having to put out the bags to not let it come in the house and stuff. It was terrifying. Unbelievable. But on the, you know, no real worry scale, mm. the potato chip shortage, it actually has me frightened. I love, love a potato chip. chip. I love, love a, a hot chip. chip. I love a yeah. packet chip. Any way. Although what do you think is the supreme brand and flavour? Uh, I, I think the rock, what's it called? <sighs> Red Rock Deli. Agree. Red Rock Deli. Yes, but what flavour? It's like met. Huh? What flavour? Uh, well, I do like just the salt and vinegar. Mm. Yes. What do you like? Plain sea salt for me. Oh, that's Just, so dull. Why don't you dip it into your vanilla ice cream or you sip on your lemonade? No, I'm not doing that. Oh, I don't drink lemonade. Well, it's so boring. Oh, like reminds me of being so sick. boring. Ugh. Oh, yeah. Lemonade. Why flat also, lemonade. Flat lemonade. And remember your mum's stirring it with the spoon <laughs> to get all the bubbles out? Oh, God, it just makes me think of gastro. <laughs> I can't drink it. Oh, it's so good. Oh. All right, everyone. Thanks for listening. You're awesome. Hit us up anytime. Our socials, Instagram's the best place to get us. Show and tell online if you're not following. Also to our patrons, thank you. If you want to become a patron, go over to patreon.com forward slash show and tell online. And it just helps with the running of it. I think it's about four or five bucks a month. Um, also, this is a favor I've got to ask. Can you please 
forward our podcast to one of your mates who you think would like this. Yeah. That would just, if you letting other people know of our podcast, if you enjoy it, is the best way you can help us out as well. Um, and um, yeah, if you forward it on to somebody. I'm going to give you a sexy open mouth kiss. You might get a Monty Diamond podcast. original artwork. Oh. Yes, you Who know. Knows? You never know your luck. <laughs> See you, dude. Thank you. Bye. Bye.